I'm Jessie Grove and today I am talking to professional boxer Callum Johnson who is the Commonwealth gold medalist and the former British Commonwealth uh, champion and a world title challenger. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad, I'm not bad. Uh, Good. You've got me up early this morning. I know. <laughs> I feel honoured that you've, uh, you've you've got up to talk to me this morning. Uh, any, anything for my old mate, Jess. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> um, would you mind introducing yourself, please? Well, I'm Carl Johnson, and uh, as you said, I'm former British Commonwealth champion, Commonwealth Games gold medalist, uh, world title challenger, and, and I'm still looking to get back onto that world scene and, and challenge for another world title. That's, that's my plan. Yes, yeah, so, because you were going to do that for... You had plans to do that in 2019, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. But, I, got, I, I, was, I, was, um, I was offered to fight for the world title again and, you know, I got a bad injury, which cost me that chance. So, right. you know, I spent, I, spent, I spent the rest... I had a good fight early on in 2019, uh, which I won and I, I, I impressed and... I got yeah. that world final opportunity again, but I had a bad injury, so I okay. spent I spent most of 2019 kind of in recovery, rehab on my shoulder, you know, getting getting that right, ready ready yeah. for 2020, and obviously we all know what happened in 2020. Yeah. So with um with that kind of injury, then was it the injury that stopped you from fighting that year, or do you literally just get that one chance to fight for a title, and then if it's over, that's it, it's gone. Um, it, can, it can be like that, but I mean the injury was the reason that cost me in 2019. Um, right. If the injury hadn't have happened, obviously I would I would have boxed. Uh, but obviously the, the timing was, you know, it couldn't have been any worse with with the world title opportunity there for me. Um, but yeah, the injury was was the main reason, obviously why I never fought in 2019 uh, or yeah. back end. I, I, I fought early 2019, but back end. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I guess, with sport, any sport, it doesn't matter whether it's boxing or whatever it might be. You know, sometimes injuries do happen and do occur, and you just have to have to work around them and, and deal with them at the end of the day. Yeah, I think um, as as sort of like people with horses, we we know that when a horse gets injured, the recovery time can sometimes take years. So, um, you know, at least with when it's just you, I suppose the frustration is that you need to try and get better yourself but you've missed that chance then haven't you so yeah, yeah. it's uh, I, injuries are frustrating i'd imagine I, I never thought about that really like in the sport you do like you say if the horse gets injured like yeah, yeah I, I suppose it's out of your hands a little bit the, the, yeah the recovery and everything it's uh i suppose yeah. that's yeah, it is. And, and once you've qualified with that horse as well, that's the championship or the competition you have to do. You have to do it on that horse. So even if you had a string of horses, you know, if you haven't qualified with that horse, you can't just go in with another one. So, uh, yeah. I know, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to keep going sometimes. But um, Obviously, you obviously get your form of bond with your horse. Yeah. You obviously feel for your horse. I imagine you have like emotions towards your horses in. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Competition. So 
But how do you feel when your horse, if your horse gets injured like that and it costs you a, a competition, do you, do you put in detention or what? Well, it's so frustrating, isn't it? Because, you know, nine times out of ten, you sometimes you don't realise the horse has done the injury until you're sat on it riding it. And you're just a bit like, uh, you know, it took me two months to realise that my horse was in pain because it just kept showing really strange behaviours. And it's like, what, what are you trying to tell me? So it's only when the vet came out, you know, in, in um, July and said, you know, it's got really bad arthritis in the spine and I can no longer ride. And it's just like, OK. And you go through that whole thing of emotions like you know you know what it's like you you sort of you feel frustrated and upset then you're like right okay let's let's work out how we carry on and keep going and I th- and somehow you just pick yourself back up and yeah. and you get on with it again don't you uh, yeah it's that it's that like winner's mentality i suppose if, like you you always try and find a different way or a different route to get to your destination yes. where you want to be and then you know that, that that's the difference in whatever you do it doesn't have to be sport either it can be just in life in general life business anything relationships whatever it might be there's yeah. always there's always going to be rocky roads and, and speed bumps and you're going to hit brick walls but and, and like you say i've hit brick walls time after time but you know i'm still climbing over them or smashing through them and you know, I sometimes question question myself why? why 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 am I still doing this why am I still trying to climb over these brick walls and it's, yeah. what do, it's what we do it's what it's what we do and it's, it's all we've ever done so it's all we've ever known really and I think that's exactly. why you can't be successful unless you've got that mindset that mentality you know you'll never be successful in anything really I don't think unless unless yeah. you get unless you get lucky but to get lucky you know, it very rarely happens. It very, very rarely happens. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with uh, winner's mentality. I think that is what sets you apart from others, isn't it? You, I mean, it, I think it's fair to say you've had your fair share of hard times. Yeah. Um, like, I've, I've followed your career right from the beginning. I mean, I think, I think, what well, I first met you in 20... Well, in 2000, 2001, something like that. It would have been um, around that time, yeah. Yeah, and I remember, oh. I, I remember you winning your gold medal. Um, but again, even then, even right at the beginning, before you turned professional, you know, it was, you'd come in, you'd do your training, you'd work your ass off for it, and then, you know, something happens and you may you might have to have a little setback, but you always came out again and you always come back stronger. And I think that's you know, you've just got that mentality to, to keep going. Yeah, I um, don't know. Um I do sometimes look back uh, uh like say my the start of my career, my amateur career, up to sort of competing on the international stage and and the, the hard times I went through, and and what it took to get there, and the, and the yeah. and the time and effort I had to put into to my training and 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 everything really, and I do I do think to myself, how, how did I manage to do it? Um, yeah. How did I keep getting myself up and keep after setback after setback after failing and failing? How did I keep getting up and keep going and and keep striving yeah. to be better? And 
But again, I think that's just something that, I don't know if you're born with it, but it all, it all comes down to, at the end of it, it all comes down to how, how much you really want it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have the best coach in the world, you can have the best parents in the world, and you can have you can have the best people around you in the world pushing you or advising you or, or encouraging you, but when it's all said and done, you've got to have something deep inside of you that, that like, pushes you and, and gives you that extra drive that you need to, to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I obviously had that, um, without maybe without realising at the time. Um, I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think as well, like, because you've, um, you know, I had my mum um, pushing me when, as, at a young age. Um, you know, she always said, if, if you don't want to do this, just say, but if you do, then we're going for it. Um, and I suppose you had your dad as well. And, yeah. you know, they are really influential people in our lives that are guiding us in a positive way and I think from a young if you're competing from a young age I think it just sticks with you doesn't it and and whatever happens you you go through it you push the grind and you and you go I when you just said that there about what your mum saying to you like if you don't want to do it you know you don't have to do it but if you do want to do it we're going to go for it and we're going to do it properly Mm. And that that like sort of just reminds me so much of the times that over the years I've had that conversation with my dad, and you know, mm. it doesn't matter who you are or how good you are or how successful you are. You always have them hard times, and you always have you have them times where you doubt yourself, and you, yeah. you, you go through times where I oh, do I really want to do this, and can I can I really do this, and you know, is this mm-hmm. for me? And and the times as you say over the years, my dad said to me, listen, son, you know. You don't have to do this sport if you don't want to do it, you know. Yeah. You don't have to do it for me. Don't ever think you have to do this sport for me. And but as I say, if you are doing it, you know, we've we've got to do it properly because you know what's the point if you yeah. don't if you don't give it everything. And and like I say, we've we've had that conversation even even up to re- the most recent times. You know, we yeah. we, had, we had that conversation even as a professional, even as a, when I was an adult. Um, yeah. But again, it's just, I think it's normal. I think it's normal. I think sometimes when, when when you're younger and you go through them times, you're not really, you don't know if it is normal and you don't really know how to handle it. Yeah. Like, but as you get older and more experienced, you realise it is a normal feeling and it is a normal process. Yeah. And, and I'd imagine yeah. the most famous best athletes in the world, the likes of you, saying Bolts and people like that, I would imagine they've gone through them times many a times. And, and yeah. You know, there's no difference to what we are at the end of the day. Exactly, and I think um, when you have that that sniff of winning, or you've had that title, that then becomes addictive, and you're like, right, what's the next? What's the next challenge? <laughs> and you and you want to improve yourself, don't you, as well, and be better all the time. Of course you do. Of course you do. In, in, even in training, I mean, I think the 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 feeling you get from winning and competing and the nerves you go through and the adrenaline you get is very, very addictive. It's, it's like you say, mm. uh, people say it's the most addictive thing in the world. Um, yeah. I it is. But also, I think training becomes addictive as well. You know, chasing that personal best time, whether it be a run or whether it be a, a certain yeah. lift or whatever it might be that you're training, what, what, what mm. kind of training you do, you're always striving to be that little bit better a little bit yeah. faster, a little bit stronger, and that becomes addictive as well. 
And mm. I think that's why that's why we do what we do day in day out because I think we come we become pretty addictive to it. I think. Yeah, definitely in a good way, I guess. Though it's yeah, it's yeah, a good addiction, right? your spot you've got to because if if you don't and if you don't you'll you'll just get beat up so if you're not addicted to it and wanting to get better then you've got you've got to go for it haven't you yeah it's not it's not it's a it's an unforgiving sport um yeah but again i mean i mean i I do believe boxing is arguably the toughest sport in the world because of what we have to like you say, at yeah. the end of the day, we are we are fighting when it's all said and done, and, yeah. and you, know, you can get hurt and everything else. But yeah. it's the same. It's the same on just because whether it's football, whatever sport it might be, if you're competing at the highest level and, and you're giving your life to that sport and you're giving it everything you've got, mm-hmm. you know, winning and losing, it, I'd imagine it hurts just the same. You know? Yeah. Know, 100%. I think, I think, I think, obviously, I think individual sports obviously probably hurts that a little bit more because it's just you yeah. and you can beat, not, not your team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm like, your, your sports obviously are more of an individual sport, isn't it? You know? Yeah, we've, you know, we've got that. Is the horse coming out on the right day? Has the horse got a good day? Because again, you can prepare for as much as you want and be so ready. But if your horse comes out that day and he was like, nah, do you know what? I'm not feeling it. You have got to try and get that horse on side with you. You know, you've only got 45, 30 minutes to do that before your competition. So it's it's tricky. But again, I think that's what's addictive because every time you go out, you want to do better. You're chasing, you know, the marks and... um, it, and the and the championship. So I suppose like you, you're like kind of see when I when I go out to fight or whatever, I, I'm there. I, I I'm the competitor. I've got my coach. Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. you're you're kind of the coach and the competitor at the same time. Yeah. Because obviously you yeah. you you're you're the competitor, but you you've got to coach the horse as well to yeah. do what you want it to do. So you've got it, it's a it's a I bet there's a lot of mental stress involved in that. Yeah, it is. And I, but I think, um, you know, I think as long as you prepare yourself as much as you can, then, you know, by that time, you've got such a good bond with the horse. You you can kind of read them and you can kind of understand where it might be going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, but it's tough. So um, 2021, um, hopefully, I, I'm presuming you're trying to get a fight in for, for yeah, this I year? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get three and maybe four with a bit of luck. Okay. I'd be I'd be really happy if I got three fights this year. Um, okay. I don't think I've had three fights in one year for about five years now. Um, okay. With different things that's happened, but yeah, I'm I'm training. Um, I'm basically just now in the process of basically getting myself fit and ready again because about six yeah. six weeks ago um, I caught COVID. Um, oh no. You know, then I got over that, and then they had a family family tragedy. Um, yeah. So put me back out again for a few more weeks to sort of digest that. Yeah. Uh, now I'm back in the process of getting 
getting myself fit, getting myself ready for hopefully a decent 21. Um, yeah. We'll see, we'll see what it brings. Yeah, well, good luck. I really hope that you um, that you get some fights in and obviously that they're successful as well. Um, so how does that work? So um, just out of general interest, really. So if can you do you go to somebody and say, look, I want to fight that person, or like how does that work? Um, kind of, I suppose. But I've got a manager. My manager's obviously working now. You know, trying to get me organised fights for me. Um, yeah. Last year was very difficult with the pandemic. Um, not, yeah. Nothing was happening, so. You know, it was very, yeah. very hard to organise anything last year. Um, but they, like I say, yeah, basically, it's just my manager. He's, he's out there, you know, making all the calls he needs to make and, and trying to organise, you know, the route, the plan that we're going yeah. to go with. So, yeah. you know, I'm always speaking to him. And I, he's also my coach as well. So once I've got myself fit, I'll be back up into Mac. Cause I, I, I'm based in Manchester as a professional. I, I train up there. Okay. Um, so once I get myself fit again, I'll be back up there training with him as well. So yeah. I, always, I always like to um, have two or three weeks at home before I go up there, you know, just to get myself yeah. in some decent shape. Yeah, yeah. And what's the uh, is, what's the title you're you're uh, going for? Well, I don't know. The first fight back won't be won't be for a title. It'll be like a it'll be like a uh, just a just a basic fight really. Just, Come back. Yeah, basically. I mean, like I say, it's, it's nearly two years. It's going to be nearly two years since I've boxed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been a long, frustrating time that kind of out of my hands, really. I know, obviously, the yeah. end happened, which I maybe could have avoided, but it's just one of them things. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the pandemic. So, yeah, the last two years, for me, has is, is sort of just gone as bad as it could have gone. I could, it, couldn't yeah. have, it couldn't have gone any worse if I'd have tried. So, <laughs> obviously, when when the time comes where I, I get back in the ring, obviously, it'll be like a, I'll say a warm-up fight, but you can never, they're never a warm-up fight because they're all dangerous, you know. Every, yeah. Everybody, when, every time you're competing in that boxing, ring, you've got to be on top of your game, so I will be. Um, yeah. I'm hoping to push on after that and, and start fighting again for titles, whether it be domestic titles, whether it be world titles. Again, at this present moment, I'm not really 100% sure what it what it might be yet, but I do know yeah. that something will, will happen. Amazing. Um, who are the three most influential people that you've got around you? Uh, one myself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Nobody's ever said that. Myself, I could be yes. say because at the end of the day, you know, as I said before a little bit earlier, you can have the best people around you, um, but that you know the old saying goes, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yes. Oh, I love that. So, myself, um, although he's not around me now, uh, my dad. Yeah, 100%. He always was, he always will be. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. his, his memory, his guidance throughout the years, you know, influenced yeah. me a lot. And I still, I still kind of, I don't think, to be honest, until my dad had gone, unless uh, uh, my dad died, I don't really think I really understood or, like, listen. I don't know, it's hard. I kind of understand him more now and, and 
listen to his guidance more now than I did when he was alive. If yeah. you know what I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Um, do you find um, Do you find that with that you're telling your kids the same sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I laugh sometimes. <laughs> Some of the things I say to him, and I do, I do just stop and laugh and think, "Oh my God, I'm turning into my dad." <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't mind, like say I'd say myself, my dad, and yeah. I don't, I don't know if I say influential, but my kids as well. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're a, a massive driving point for me. Um, yeah. Obviously, they don't influence me, I suppose. I mean, I'm trying to influence them. No, but, yeah, but I suppose they they keep you going because at the end of the day, you're yeah. also doing it for them as yeah, well, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and, and as I say, you know, there's an old saying, don't, don't tell, your, tell your kids how to, how to be or whatever. Show them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think yeah. that's what, you know, I, I look at I look at my dad, and I, you know, obviously I, I'm going to be biased, but I think to myself, if I just be like my dad, I won't go far wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and that that's the kind of thing I, I try and give to my kids. You know, show show, mm. show them how to be and how to live and how to what kind of mindset to have and everything else, rather, yeah. rather than tell them all the time and, and mm. just, just show them basically. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I've got three little on-the-spot questions for you. Um, what's your favourite meal? Um, I would say a steak. A steak oh, with, with all the trimmings, anything and everything around it. <laughs> uh, favourite song oh, or favourite band? Can I change that? Can I change that? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for I, it. I just got, it is a steak, but that is like my going-out meal. I would say, okay. if I could only ever have one meal again, ever... It would, it would have to be, yeah. it would have to be a roast dinner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have to be yeah, roast. we'll take that. <laughs> I like that. You've got two. You've got like a, a going out meal and a, a forever one. Plan, plan A and Plan B. You see. Absolutely. Um, favorite song of all time. Um, I would say. Or current. I would say <laughs> I've had loads of different ones, but again, if I could only ever listen to one song again. It would be a song yeah. called Smiling Down on Me, and it's sung by yeah. John Nestor. Oh, okay. Love it. Um, and normally I would ask people uh, who I've interviewed who, who their horse of a lifetime is. Obviously, you don't ride, but what's the best fight you've had? Um, I don't know. I, I would say the Commonwealth Games final. Yeah. Yeah, that I'd never... Yeah, thought. that was pretty epic. Yeah, where the, the feeling that gave me... Um, the, it was like a lifetime of just uh, everything. It just it, the relief, yeah. the the excitement, the the, yeah. the proudness, how proud I felt, the satisfaction, everything. It had everything. It, it was like a lifetime yeah. of of work just paid off in in that yeah. in that one moment. Yeah, definitely. And last one: if people want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter. Um, Instagram, Facebook, you yeah. name it, Snapchat, I've got it. I'm a social. You're on it. I'm a social media uh, junkie. Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I, I love need to it. Try and stay off it, to be honest, a little bit, but it has that. That's another addiction I've got. That's a bad addiction, though. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I did? Um, I did a week off social media just before Christmas. And uh, the first couple of days, I was, oh, it was horrible. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, I've got so much free time. 
Yeah, I suppose it's like anything, isn't it? Once you sort of get yeah. that initial thing, you can get used to it. But I'll be honest, um, I do enjoy it. It's not really... Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't follow too many people, and I don't have too many friends on Facebook or anything, so it's not like I'm, I'm always on there looking at other people's stuff or anything like that. I just, I do use it, obviously, to talk talk to people, or I don't like to say because yeah. I feel like a bit thingy, but fans, if you like. I do like, yeah. like talking to fans and answering questions and things like that. And yeah, most, yeah. Most, of my, most of the time I'm on social media, it's actually my own stuff and answering and yeah. answering people like fans and things like that back. So it's it's not like I'm stuck on there being nosy. If you Doing like. mindless things, yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, taking the time out to chat to me today. It's no been problem. amazing. No problem at all.